All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Damian, and today we are sitting just outside of Valvoline. We are sipping on a McDonald's premium roast. No caramel, no hazelnut, six creams, six sugars, pretty much a black coffee aside from the cream and sugar. But we're going to get into some conspiracies today. I hope you all are well. Hope you have your coffee. Going to go ahead and take a sip here. We took the lid off of this one, and we're going to take a sip. Mm-hmm. Holding the cup just like you would at your house, and let's go. So as you know with the conspiracy, it's just a bunch of ideas. A bunch of people have ideas about things, theories about things, what happened, what actually happened, what didn't happen. Nobody knows for certain what happened, but everybody has their own speculation. So... Our speculative approach to this whole Balenciaga situation. I don't know if you've been keeping up with that. They're talking about their ritualistic ads, demonic photographs, just this negative. Well, yeah, we're jumping right into it. We're jumping right into it. We're going to start with Balenciaga. This whole thing kind of erupted with the whole Kanye. I'm putting that in air quote. The whole Kanye scheme or Kanye situation that they had or Kanye conspiracy where he was being exiled from several deals, but somehow he rebounded and reclaimed everything, and then after that, all this stuff about Balenciaga came about. Now, some people may be fully aware of the brand and what they stand for and the clothing line and all the celebrities that support them, but I don't know if everybody has taken a close look at some of the ads and seen some of the demonic imagery they have in there, or the bondage, because the most famous ad that they're talking about is the one with the children posing in S&M clothing, with objects pointing in certain areas that they should not. Now, the thing with this is, as they say, many editors review files, many editors review photos before things are released to the public. So there's no way that some misleading or just explicit language or dialogue or text could be released without several people ticking the box and saying that this media is okay for the public. Well, it seems that now that they're under investigation or under the microscope of the public eye, a lot of people have been questioning what they're really pushing. What agenda are they pushing? Now I'm all for a little shock therapy, a little creativity with the ads, shocking text, something a little controversial. But when you have demons and dark angels and stuff like that or blood supporting what you do, what kind of message are you putting out? Now, they could be attracting the people that they want buying their products. But for most people, the wayward buyer, they're not going to be going over there and spending $1,000 for a t-shirt anyway. But those people that do, maybe they're into other things. But what's it really about? Why would you have an ad supporting something that represents an evil in the world? I mean, not all people have the best causes and reasons for putting their message out in the world. Just like here at English and Coffee, we have a message our message is to promote English and help people start talking with confidence. As you know, that's what I've been doing from day one, just trying to help people get to the next level with their English. But for a clothing line, people of influence, people with that much money, that much prestige, that much power, that many connections, why would you cater towards the dark side? And I put the dark side in quotes, because like I said, we're talking about a conspiracy. I don't have any hard, fast beliefs on the matter. I'm just talking about it, bringing it to your attention. Because I'm sure you've been keeping a pulse on YouTube or just social media in general, you've heard about that. Another interesting topic 
is this whole thing with this Andrew guy and the giant in the mountains. Now, what do you think about that? Do you think that he saw a giant in the mountains and then the CIA actually came, snatched him up, and made him disappear? That's what a lot of people think happened. I don't know. I'm not Andrew. I don't even know Andrew. I can only go based off of what I've heard or seen on YouTube. But the story goes, this guy was out getting footage as he normally does, and he came across this mountain. And it looks a little snowy up there. It's a little cold, a little bit of fog, and there's this figure, this object up there. He says that it's a giant. Could be a giant, could be a massive building, who knows. But he records it and the next day it's gone. Now after that, they show several helicopters coming to the area and again, and again, you can't believe everything 100% that you see on the internet because we know people can fake stuff. CGI has come a long way. You've seen the people with their little Adobe Photoshop. People could do some wonderful effects. But the whole controversy around his situation is that he saw this image and he talked about it on social media and helicopters came and you know the figure has no longer been seen he's the only one with footage of it now he's missing or so they say he's missing people think that something has happened to him this is where conspiracies start this is where they thrive people get these ideas just based off of half truths and for any conspiracy to have any longevity there has to be some truth in it so maybe he did see something maybe he recorded something maybe the story he put on it did have a little bit of truth but Neither one of us were there, so we don't know 110% if this is an actual fact. This is just a speculation. This is just something that becomes a conspiracy. This is just something that people ponder and wonder about and try to find the truth. Now, depending on how great your need is to be right, then, I mean, you might dig a little further in this story. But for me, superficial, top layer, that's fine enough. Another topic that people are talking about is a whole Illuminati. You'll have to excuse the sound in the background. Like I said, I'm next to an auto shop, Valvoline. They do oil changes and put air in people's tires. So you may hear some noise. You may hear a few motors, but we're out and about. We're out in the public. We're out in the community doing what we do, drinking our coffee and recording our podcast. But the Illuminati. So, of course, you know, you got the names of Jay-Z's and the Beyonce's of the world. But what are people saying that the Illuminati is? They're saying that it's a secret society that controls the world. Some people refer to them as Masons. You know, the Masonic Brotherhood. But these people have been around. These organizations have been around for years. Neither one of them have influenced how we operate in our day-to-day -day lives. But for some reason, they think that when you become a celebrity, you reach a certain status, a group of people approach you. Now, at one time, they did the same thing with the whole Scientology bit. You know, they were talking about Tom Cruise and Scientologists and how it's like a cult. And they have this little group membership and certain benefits and things that come with that. Well... People join fraternities and people join sororities all the time, frats, brotherhoods, all types of different clans and groups out there. But the thing is, is it really as bad as they say? Is it really all this cracked up to be? Now, if you don't understand something, that's one thing. But to go and create a whole conversation, a whole dialogue that lasts for years, there has to be some kind of truth to it. There has to be some kind of information because there's just too many people saying the same thing. You have the celebrities, you know, we don't have to name them all, but you have them saying the same story. You have people saying they come into the music career or the film career and there's a certain level you can reach and you can't go any higher until you appease these people. These people approach you with ritualistic practices and offerings and of course people talk about selling their soul, sacrificing their mothers or brothers or family or their eye or limbs or just different things to gain these rewards. It gets pretty murky. It gets pretty murky because, like I said, 
It's all speculative. Nothing's proven, but the thing that makes it interesting is that so many people are talking about the same thing. Case in point, the man named Orlando Brown. This guy was on Disney with Raven, and that's so Raven, you know, a little Disney show. Now he's up there on the platform giving these little pieces of an interview where he's talking about things that he's seen, things that he's heard or participated in, and people that were there, and nobody's speaking out against him. So they're just kind of letting it roll under the bridge. You know, nobody's coming out and saying, that's just that's a mistruth, you're telling a lie, or I didn't do that, I wasn't there. Nobody's coming out and slamming him, they're just letting him talk. Now, typically, if it were you, right, let's say you're a hardworking man, you provide for your family, you do everything that you can do to be the best person that you could be in this world, and someone comes up and they try to defame you or throw you down by slandering your name. They say, I saw him in a hotel doing this with so-and-so, and they tell that to your wife, or they come up with some pictures and try to blackmail you with it. These types of things happen. But on this scale, where they're talking about the Illuminati with all these connections, I don't know. It's just a little, not going to say concerning, but just a little interesting that everybody is saying the same thing. They all talk about the men have to wear a dress. We've spoken about this slightly before. I don't think we've just dedicated a whole episode to talking about the controversies. But they talk about men having to wear a dress do the ultimate form of humiliation in front of a public audience. They even talked about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. They tried to say that that was part of a ceremony of sorts to further his his yieldings of the Illuminati reward. I don't even know how you would have to pronounce it or how you even want to phrase it. But they just talk about all these little things. But the one thread that I tend to fall on every time is that a lot of these celebrities mysteriously lose their mind, as they say. Britney Spears, you know, shaved her head off, pretty much lost it. And there's another young actress from Disney. She was out there, you know, went crazy. Then they tried to say Dave Chappelle went crazy. I don't like using the term that people went crazy because people don't go crazy. People just become misunderstood. People could say I'm crazy just talking about this topic. It doesn't mean that I believe it or I'm trying to perpetuate the belief, but I'm just putting it out there. It's good conversation, good for a cup of coffee, something to keep your mind stimulated in English while we sip our coffee. But the whole thing is, that many people can't go crazy and say the same thing. Because even if everyone was taking a big acid trip, right? Taking shrooms or something like that, and everybody's tripping, they're seeing the same images, okay, you come back. But these people are not all in the same room, and they're not all drinking from the same cup. These are people having different experiences coming back with the same story. Saying that someone approached them. They use words like they or this person. But they're not giving out names. I wish they gave out names and said that this individual, this specific person, actually did this. Or this person tried to get me to do this. Then we go to the whole island and all the things that happen out there. Now that, people are dying. I mean, people are actually dying. Nobody was there. We don't know what happened. They talk about the list. They talk about the names. People were there that participated. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. We weren't there. So all we could do is speculate and go off of what we hear. But the thing is, if this is what we are hearing, what is really true? Because nine times out of ten, even with a news broadcast, they're going to tell you what they want you to know. So what are they keeping from you? Just like when we had the whole COVID thing, people were dying, you know, by the hundreds of thousands, you know, just dropping like flies. Then you look around, people weren't dropping like flies. Okay, one or two people were getting sick, but it wasn't like the whole world was in the freaking hospital, right? Now you barely hear people talking about it. Every now and then they'll stir it up, and all they talk about now is the war. And then they tell you what's happening in the war, but it's like, we're not there, so we don't actually know what's happening. Yes, people are dying, people are getting hurt, but is it of that magnitude? Is it on that level? Like, is this 
run for the hills war or just some social media driven propaganda that they're trying to use to stimulate people into buying things or becoming fearful because we know that's another tactic the government likes to use based on experience you know what it is and we don't want anybody coming trying to shut us down but you know how it is out there i mean they can go out there put a little stir and sometimes there's been people that have been exposed where the little weather man he was giving a report i want to say somewhere in florida and he was talking about how bad the wind is how bad the rain is and he was literally standing on his knees trying to make it look like he was waist deep in water and then some guys behind him come by in flip-flops and shorts like everything's okay so he was just creating this whole image and it was broadcasted on the news you know the weather station so people lie the media lies but it's up to you if you want to sit there and believe it i'd say take everything you hear with a grain of salt and then do your own due diligence do your own research to find out if it actually fits with your theories about the world because it just takes something blindly that's where a lot of people end up in trouble and i guess some people fall into cults People tell you, you drink this juice, you'll live forever. Now, you have to be a weak mind if you think drinking some juice is going to make you live forever. But people did it, right? And then they all died. You know, this is this is the world we live in. You have the weak-minded. You have people with a strong intellect that can manipulate the weak people. You have people that try not to even be concerned with what's happening with the rest of the world. They try to live in their own bubble. You have people that create their own realities. We all live in a bubble to some extent, but... Eventually, it gets popped. Doesn't matter how secure you think it is. Doesn't matter how rich you think your thoughts are. At some point, reality kicks in the door. When reality kicks in the door, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just like people going a step further. Some people say, oh, well, religion, right? You have a lot of atheists in the world. Now, I'm not saying everybody has to be a Christian. I'm not saying everybody has to be a Catholic or a Buddhist or a Muslim. Whatever religious uh, preference you have. Thing is, what if... <laughs> What if when you die, there is something on the other side? You never know, right? You just never know. So you either can prepare for it or you could not be prepared. Or you could sit here and prepare for it and then there's nothing there. But either way, you would want to have a gun then not have a gun when the war hits. You would want to have a knife then not have a knife when people start cutting. You would want to be prepared. It's just like people trained for fighting, you know, kickboxing. Hitting the punch bag, never been in a fight in their whole life, you know, grappling techniques to practice and all this stuff, right? They may never use it, but if they are in a situation where somebody's trying to mug them or attack them on the street, they will be prepared. But like I said, it can get deep. Let's go ahead and take another sip, take a short break, and we'll be right back. Now, we can't actually get out of here without talking about the puppeteers. Right? You have the puppet masters, the puppeteers, and you have the puppets. A lot of people say, see, a lot of people say, who said, I don't know, but I've heard it, I know you've heard it. They talk about the secret government. They talk about the people that actually rule the world, people that actually pull the strings. Because as we all know, the president only has the power that the government gives him. He is just like the team leader. So let's say your country is McDonald's. And you have a supervisor, you have a manager, you have a team leader, the crew member. The crew leader represents the crew, not management, the crew. So when management wants to tell the crew to do something, they tell the team leader, and it's the team leader's job to go back and tell the crew. When the crew members have a problem, they tell their crew leader, the crew leader goes to management. So it's this little, this little uh, liaison between the two parties, right? Even in a small organization like McDonald's, right? Kentucky Fried Chicken or Kmart or 
Walmart, wherever you work, there's these little people in the middle, the middlemen, right? All the president is, is a spokesperson for the majority of the people. That's at least what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be the spokesperson and they're supposed to voice the concerns of the majority. But they don't always do that because, as we know, there's always room for corruption. There's always room for manipulation. And we don't always know the full story. We only know what the news tells us. So at the same time, when you're getting manipulated by the news and the government, and then it just rolls into this snowball. So by the time we hear it, the everyday person, it's just this hodgepodge of just noise. So you have to use a filter. Yeah, we're going on a tangent here, but this is what happens when you talk about conspiracies and you talk about mistruths. What's real? What isn't real? I mean, like I said, it's up to each person to decide what they're going to believe and what they're not going to believe. What you're going to hold with regard and what you're going to disregard. Just like when one of your friends walks up to you and they tell you, hey, man, I went to the party last week and I met this girl and we went back to my house and we did this, we did that. You're like, okay, well, this guy's a chronic liar, so I know this is just another story about what didn't happen. So you'll listen to him, you'll be entertained by it, and you say, okay, man, I've heard enough. I've heard enough. You don't have any girls, you don't have any girlfriends, you don't take any girls home, it doesn't happen, stop lying, right? But you can't say that to the government because we don't have the platform as an individual, everyday individual, to go up there and speak directly to them. And then it's all dispersed amongst many people. It's not just one guy. Like if you were to tell the president, hey, this is happening, there's nothing he can do about it. He's just a regular guy because he's not the person with the power. He's just a man like you or a woman like you that is in an office with a little position of power. Put that lightly, position of power, just the face. But they are not the ones up there controlling things. There are people that inform the presidents of the world on what to do. They tell them what to do. They advise them on what to do, how to proceed. Just like inflation here in the States. You think if they wanted to make things better for people that they could? Yes, they could. They could easily do it. But there's too much money in this inflation. Somebody's getting rich. While our pockets are becoming thinner, their pockets are becoming fatter. Who are they? We don't know. These people never come to light. Just like with the acting world. You sit here and you talk about, well, who controls, you know, 90% of the, the money, you know, the production companies. There's people with money that we can't even imagine. And the people that they do mention, you know, in the newspapers, in the media, aren't the people with all the money. They're like, okay, Oprah Winfrey's got $4 billion. You think she's the richest person on the planet? No, you will never know the name of the richest person on the planet. We just won't know these things. These people are untouchable, so to speak. You know, untouchable. Just like in the uh, trading market, you have uh, dark pools. You don't even know who's trading, just dark pools. So I guess, like they say, the dollar rules the world. You know, the dollar controls the world. The more money you have, the more power you have. But the thing is, you have to take it all with a grain of salt and just try to live your life as best as you can. I mean, it's interesting to sit here and talk about conspiracies, chemtrails, brainwave control, what really happened. Nobody can say what really happened or what is really happening because they were not there. And the thing is, right now, there's so many things happening at one time that everybody's just putting their own ideas out. And then it just creates this whole hysteria and people just start grabbing at straws. But there's one person holding all the keys. One person sitting back, laughing at the whole show. Just like aliens. Do you believe aliens exist? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. This is a question I talk about with people all the time. Do aliens exist? Probably do. Because we can't think that we are the only people on the planet, the only things here. We have ants all the way to elephants. We have people all the way to whales, right? We don't understand a whale. We don't understand an ant. We can't communicate with them, but they can communicate with each other, right? You have Earth, Mars, Uranus, Saturn, Jupiter, planets. 
we haven't fully explored these planets. These planets are their own ecosystem, their own location. Maybe they have their own beings that we can't see. We just can't communicate with because we're not at that level. Just like there's ants. You see an ant, you can't talk with it, but they communicate. For some reason, they can carry a freaking sandwich from one end of the picnic table to the other. Just because you can't understand what they're saying doesn't mean they're not communicating. It doesn't mean that they don't have their whole system of beliefs. Maybe they have some deity or something that they pray to that we just can't conceive. Maybe they've evolved past needing all this physical body that we have. Maybe they don't need 10 fingers and 10 toes. Maybe they're like, shoot, give me four legs, six legs, I'm good. And an exoskeleton, I could roll. I can do anything I need to do, right? Or you look at animals, like a cow. As big as a cow is, all it eats is grass. How do you get that big from eating grass? What do we eat? Hamburgers, hot dogs, ribs, cows, crocodile. We eat it all. We're not as big as a cow. How does that work? Look at a giraffe, how big a giraffe gets. It grows and grows and grows and grows, gets to a certain point and stops, right? DNA code. Now you get into the genetics. There's a lot in this world that people could try to put a label on, try to define, but it's, 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 it's a grand idea. Even the human body, just think about it. We're sitting here, flesh, living, alive. You have a hand. You don't even have to think about your hand. It opens, it closes, it's holding your coffee cup. Your ears are listening. Like, how do you even make an ear? How, how would you even go about making an ear and then making a heart? Because if we understood how to do these things, people wouldn't be dropping like flies. People wouldn't be dying. If you could just make a heart. We come in this world with these things. Two people go in a room, one person comes out, right? Two people go in a room, they create a person with a heart. All they do is put fluids together, right? You have an egg, you have some fluids, then you have a person that grows and grows and grows, and then it dies eventually. But how that comes together, how that comes about, it can't be described. You can write all the little health magazine articles you want, but you can't define that. You, you just, you can't define that. The blood circuit, blood, where does the blood come from? It's all, it's all already there. It's already there. But I'm sure you have thousands and thousands of theories of how these things come about. Just like people say with the monkeys, you know, we all came from monkeys. Or the Big Bang Theory, like there was, you know, a big explosion and then people just appeared out of nowhere. These are theories. These are theories. The only way we're going to know the answers is in the end. You know, you have to ride this puppy out and see where it actually takes you to get the answers one day. And then nobody's been able to come back and say, oh, this is what's really going on. And then the people that say that they left and came back and try to tell people what's going on, nobody believes them. So it's like it's up to the individual. Unless you've personally, firsthand had that experience, it's hard to believe. It's far-fetched. I guess that's why people want to call everybody else crazy. So when you have a celebrity on TV and they're talking about, I went to this party and there was a back room and they were doing this to so-and-so and doing this to so-and-so, nobody believes it because they weren't there. But if you actually experienced it and you were to say it, people would say you're crazy because nobody's going to confirm it. You know, nobody's going to come out and say, yes, we did do this. Or yes, we are aliens. And yes, we did probe his body to try to find out the reason for mankind. Like, nobody's going to come forth with that. Maybe you've been in a similar situation just in life in general where you knew something to be true. Maybe someone was cheating, right? One of your best friends, a wife, girlfriend, whatever. You knew somebody was cheating. You saw him at the deli with the girl. You saw her at the beauty salon with the guy, somebody paying for her haircut. And you go back and you tell the husband, and you tell the wife, you tell him, hey, look, your partner's out cheating on you. Your spouse is out there doing this. Your spouse is out there doing that. They don't believe him, right? Then they get home and the person follows the lie and says, no, I was just getting a haircut. That was my friend James from work. 
Or the guy says, no, that was just Sarah, you know, my assistant. We were on a lunch, a lunch meeting, having a press conference or something like that. People eat it up. Nobody wants to believe it. So they're like, well, you're crazy for thinking that he would go out there and cheat. Or you're crazy for thinking that she would go out there and do this to me. But it actually happened. And then in the end, when they find out, oh, yes, this person is cheating, they're all distraught. Couldn't believe it. Person tried to tell them. So just like now, with all these mountain men, CIA, and the Manchurian Candidate. I know you've heard of this stuff. I know you've heard of this stuff. If you haven't watched the Manchurian Candidate, check that out. Watch the version with Denzel Washington. Solid movie. Solid movie. There's thousands and thousands of conspiracies and ideas out there that can't be answered. I guess that's why it's called a conspiracy theory. Well, we're going to take another sip. It's getting a little cool out here, but I enjoyed you, and I will see you all in the next one.